Welcome to 10 Minutes on Toilet Justice, a podcast from the Joint Public Issues team. My name is Rue, I'm a member of JPIT, and joining me today is... Alfie, I'm also a member of JPIT, uh, and I also work in Parliament a couple of days a week, so I'm the parliamentary intern for this year. Fab! Well, it's great that you're coming to talk to me today about such a, a strange topic, I guess, for people. <laughs> they weren't quite expecting us to talk about toilets today. Um, it's a bit of a topic of conversation that we can shy away from, mm. and you might be thinking, what has that, and what on earth has that got to do with justice, and why are we talking about it in our podcast? Yeah, so uh, it's the 19th of November is uh, World Toilet Day, uh, which happens every year, uh, and, and the theme this year is making uh, the invisible visible. Uh, so we thought we would do a podcast talking about uh, justice and toilet justice specifically. Cool. So we... Definitely, I know I do, take toilets for granted completely until that dreadful moment when you're absolutely desperate to go, can't find one that's available, one that works or is accessible for you. Then you really appreciate the fact that toilets are usually so easy for us to use. Um, My sort of weirdest experience of toilets was um, I spent a couple of weeks in Kyrgyzstan a few years ago. And uh, at, at the start, we were in a very sort of Western kind of hotel, uh, which had plumbing, which meant that you weren't allowed to flush your paper down the loo, um, which was a bit strange getting used to. But otherwise, it was just like a toilet I was used to here um, at home. And then we went out further and further out into um, more rural communities, uh, where it was a very different experience, where you... Uh, who wanted to use the toilet. Um, There was a little shed at the end of the street that everyone shared in the street. Um, Mm. And when you went inside, there wouldn't have been any toilet paper or anything there. You had to bring your own. And um, it was just literally a hole in the ground with a a cistern there. And you didn't want to breathe in, especially not on a a hot day, uh, because it wasn't pleasant. You know, there wasn't really a flushing mechanism of any kind there. And... um, yeah, at night you'd have to carry a, a torch with you and just hope that you managed to aim correctly and that uh, everything went to the, the place that it was supposed to go to. And actually, even just wearing trousers was a real tricky thing. Uh, so, um, yeah, it, it was a very different experience. I got to uh, really have my eyes opened about how easy it is for me whenever I you know, need to use the loo. It's so simple and I'm so privileged and we forget about that kind of privilege. What about mm. you, Alfie? Yeah, mine's not quite as spectacular. Uh, I went to um, on a holiday with a couple of friends to an island off the coast uh, of Cambodia, uh, and it was pretty much a desert island, but it did have a flushing toilet, uh, with the big exception that you couldn't put um, toilet paper down, which worked fine for, for most of the week. And then on the last night before we left, I very foolishly forgot uh, and flushed loo roll down, down the toilet. Uh, and woke up the next morning to no working toilets on the island at all and, and a very angry hotel manager uh, wondering who had done this to their toilets. Um, and that was when I realised, you know, kind of, A, it was me, which was quite embarrassing, and I didn't didn't actually confess to doing, which still sticks with me. Um, but yeah, again, the importance of, of those things you take for granted, having a flushing toilet that just, just works. Yeah, I mean, the chief issue for us in both those situations is the fact that it was inconvenient, really, you know, yeah. an inconvenient convenience. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it was, it was just a bit of a learning curve to get used to it. But the reality is for a quarter of the population of the world that it's not an inconvenience. This is actually 
an issue of justice and perhaps even of life and mm-hmm. death. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so 1.7 billion people in the world still don't have access uh, to safe uh, toilets. Um, and yeah, it really is, uh, like we said, a matter of life and death. You know, um, poor sanitation, poor hygiene leads to diseases that are deadly. Um, uh, cholera and diarrhea are big ones. And diarrhea is one of those ones that in the West we maybe kind of think of as an inconvenience for a couple of days. But, but in developing nations, it can be a real, um, it can kill people. Uh, so 435,000 people uh, die each year uh, directly linked to poor sanitation. Um, which is just a massive number and a huge percentage of those people are children as well. So it it really is is a dangerous killer. So as well as access to toilets causing issues with health for people around the world, what other justice issues do people face who don't have access to good toilets? Yeah, so there's there's a tremendous amount of social issues um, as well. Um, People who don't have access to to good sanitation, it can impact their access to education. So especially for people who menstruate, um, if they don't have uh, facilities that can accommodate that in their schools or education places, it, it can be a real issue. And there's increased chances of uh, sexual assault as well uh, for people who don't have access to toilets that accommodate them. So there's a, there's a huge amount of kind of social issues rolled into this too. Wow, that's, yeah, that's really quite humbling for us in this country who have such privilege mm. to even start to think about some of these issues. Um, what about um, work and those kind of areas as well? Is that, is that also an issue for people? Yeah, absolutely. So I kind of touched on uh, diarrhoea earlier, but there's all these kind of um, illnesses that can kill people, but the people who they don't kill, uh, they, can, they can really stunt uh, their development, which can impact um, their kind of life expectancy uh, and what they can expect out of life as, as a result of that. So their access to education, their ability to be educated and develop decreases with poor sanitation, which means they're less likely to be able to get a good job, uh, get paid well, um, and things like that. And it, you know, that's obviously on an individual level, but more widely kind of in communities and nations that have poor sanitation, it's a significant kind of hamper in their, their national development. Mm, I have a good friend who uses a wheelchair and she's in the UK and she often will post online and social media her experiences of using toilet facilities that are just, they're, they're supposed to be accessible for someone who uses a wheelchair and they're not. Mm-hmm. And people in this country where we're so privileged are failing all the time to provide adequate spaces for people to use a convenience. I can only begin to imagine what it's like for people who have disabilities in other places in the world where just even having a, a standard toilet that we would experience mm. um, is as a rarity. So it must be such a huge challenge for people who just want to go about their daily life, who want to succeed and use their skills, their abilities, and have meaningful lives and good jobs mm. to just be able to access any of that. So toilets are so fundamental in so much of what we do. We just don't even think about it. So my big question to you then is, what can we possibly do as people who are perhaps privileged, perhaps even listening to this podcast on the loo right now, as I know some people do, um, what can we possibly do that will make a difference in the lives of other people who don't have access to good sanitation? Yeah, there's some, there's some really kind of great charities doing work on this. And, you know, this is quite a sad story, but it is getting better. It used to be a, a third of the population didn't have access to that in 2015 and now we're down to about 25 percent so we are making progress um 
One of the really cool charities is Toilet Twinning, which I'm sure some of you will have heard of, uh, where you, you basically twin your toilet with a toilet uh, in, a, in a nation that, that needs those facilities. Um, there's also uh, WaterAid, which are another great charity doing stuff around this. And there's also lots of um, for-profit businesses uh, that are giving percentages of their profits away to, to toilet building, but also education around hygiene and sanitation, which is a really, really important part of this going successfully too. I have a great experience with toilet twinning in that our offices here uh, where I work, um, we there's several toilets. We've got several on each floor of the building I work in. And um, for uh, t- toilet day a couple of years ago, uh, we decided that we would all in every department adopt one of our toilets <laughs> and we would create a themed toilet around it, so decorate it in different ways. And we had so much fun and so much creativity around this kind of toilet twinning idea. It raised awareness of mm. the charity. People donated money because of it. And we had quite a good time doing it. So we had um, one uh, toilet was converted into the smallest library in the world. You've no idea how brilliant it looked. Uh, we had a rainforest toilet with actual animal sounds and uh, a furry toilet seat cover and all kinds of little animals and so on around that were all um, inanimate I have to say, animals as well. That would have been a bit strange. Uh, and we even had a spooky washroom down in our lower ground as well. So we just had lots, so much fun trying to make people aware of the issue, mm. uh, but also just appreciate for ourselves as well that this is not just you know the smallest room in the house that you close the door of and don't talk about, but actually it's a really important issue for us and for other people as well. I mean, it, it's striking, um, you know, toilets in some form or another have been around for thousands and thousands of years. Um, as far as I know, about 400 years ago, um, perhaps more than that, the first flushing toilet was introduced into this country. And still there are people in the world today who, you know, don't have access to good quality sanitation and are really struggling even with health and access to education, access to work. And we can do something about that. We can't, we don't just have to sit in our laurels, but there's active stuff that we can do. Even something as simple as going to the Toilet Twinning work, uh, website and having a look and see what you could do around mm-hmm. the home or around your workplace or your school. So we've got to appreciate the privilege of the privy. <laughs> Thanks so much, Alfie, for chatting to me about this very unusual topic on our podcast. I didn't quite think I'd ever be spending <laughs> 10 minutes talking about going to the toilet. But here we are. Um, I hope you've enjoyed it as well. For more from the Joint Public Issues team, do go to our website at jpit.uk. That's J-P-I-T dot U-K. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please share it around. Thanks for listening. Thank you, guys. <laughs>